Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. The parking is tight at Calvert Yeah. It is. And as you know, Tony is incredibly particular when it comes to his exit strategy yeah. uh, and his parking. And Tony called me one time and said, I'm going to go to the store later today. Is there any way that I could possibly have a space saved for me? <laughs> I said, sure. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, it's Tony Effin Kornheiser. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. We got so much great feedback from the Littles. Thank you so much. Uh, what a pleasure it was to have Steve Sands on. Oh, amazing. And he's gotten in touch with us a few times about it, and it's just I don't know what to say, Roxy. It warms just, our hearts. If you sold me two years ago, <laughs> I'd be like, that ain't happening. Right. But we had some really great feedback, emails, things like that. So let's start with a couple of those. Sue Heidel, episode 189. Haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah. Says, congratulations on number 250. Sansy could read the phone book to me and I'd be in heaven. <laughs> Love that voice. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Then we heard from Tim Cree, episode 107. He said, so Sans went to Colorado State at the same time I was and he became something, and I am still waiting to become something. <laughs> right? Hang in there. We wanted to get this one in Roop Sharma, episode 48. He said, thanks to everyone who wrote into you guys for birthday wishes for me. Just so you know, Chuck, Tony did not deliver your message. No. Uh, I hope you ate it. Uh, and then he said, second Chuck, of course, here it comes. The final syllable of the tennis tournament in England is pronounced done, not ton. <laughs> Wimble done. Not Wimbledon. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, tomato, tomato. Yeah, right. Whoa. Hey. Very good. Clever. Uh, all right. Let's get into some other stuff. How fun. Roxy goes to bed. Although you were up one night, I think. Because I said, <laughs> this is Dave Sims. The Red Sox are on the West Coast. Yes, they just got they done are. finishing playing Seattle. Yeah. And it was. I, we have the MLB package. We did. I was awake for that. I love... Watching any game almost. Uh -huh. and Baseball fan first. Yes. But because the Red Sox were playing Seattle, I made a point to make sure you probably don't, maybe some of you don't know this, you can choose which feed you listen to. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. So mm -hmm. I put it on the Seattle feed, not okay. the normal, because normally you're going to listen to your hometown yeah. sportscasters, you know. But this way... I could hear Dave Sims, yeah. uh, episode 188, if hey. I may. He was our Thanksgiving episode, I believe, last year's. I believe so. And yeah, so episode 188, Dave Sims, he's the voice of the Seattle Mariners mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, uh, great and to hear his voice again. Yeah, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And let's see, what else are we going to get into before I meet the Littles guest? We had R.I.P. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really watch Pee Wee's Playhouse, did you? No. No. Why not? Was it be in? I think it was just right in between us. Did your brother watch it? Do you know? No. Okay, it's so weird. We watched Power Rangers. You're gonna love. You're gonna think this is funny, but a lot of you probably don't know. But Paul Rubens did Pee Wee's Playhouse on Broadway oh. at the very end of his career, mm -hmm. and then he went into hiding. Basically, he had cancer. Yeah. And he just didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. And that, you know, that's yeah. they're right. You know, that's yeah. his right. And um, so he basically hit it from a wow. lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I remember Pee-wee's Playhouse, obviously, but I didn't really watch it at all, no. so I didn't quite understand what the... Draw. Draw was. <laughs> at the, well, I think it was just... I just think it was not my generation. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not sure. Sure. It was Saturday morning cartoons, mm -hmm. you know, watching, but I just never... Um, I don't know why I never got into it, honestly. Yeah. Now, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and all that stuff, those movies, mm -hmm. I did see a couple of those. 
Okay. And again, I didn't really understand because I think you needed to know Pee Wee's Big Adventure or Pee Wee's Playhouse to understand Mm. what the whole movie was about. Yeah. I mean, if you said his name, like, obviously not, I maybe not obviously, but at least for me, like I knew exactly what you're talking about. I could picture him. Yeah. But I just, I was not into, that wasn't my time, I guess. But a lot of people beloved him. They really did. And, you know, sadly he ran into some legal trauma over the years Mm -hmm. a couple times Mm -hmm. you know he got through and he moved on and that's when he then brought his show to broadway and stuff like that people have been doing some really cool tributes to him Mm. and a couple of these pictures of these movies he was in that people i don't even think realized i think there was one i saw was he really in the blues brothers i think that's what it was from i think it was with john bellucci and uh dan Aykroyd. i think there was a picture of him i think he was a waiter or something i thought that's what i saw i could be making that one up off the top of my head. I swear I'm not. But anyway, uh, let's get into something. Okay. Um, I had a doctor's appointment. Yeah. Are you going to be like telling me all about it on the air? Yes. We're going to do it right now. Oh, gosh. Okay. So Littles. I was really bummed. I was looking uh, at emails. This is what he does to me. I got emails. and Well, because I think I passed. I think we passed. Uh, okay. Flying colors. Hopefully. It was like a test. No, no. There's some. This is what I want to get into, though. And then, you know, we'll go over stuff later. Okay. But it was, you know, just an annual. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was actually... A first, <laughs> kind of. I've been to a, a doctor in a long time. Yeah. Because I just, I don't know, I guess I was always just brought up, if you're not sick, you don't go to the doctor. But, you know, now that I'm at my age, I know there's things that I need to get checked out regularly mm-hmm. now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was finally time. I did it. I just, technology, I'm telling you, internet is killing us. Is it? I just, yes, because, okay. So everything went fine. Actually, I I was a pro, supposedly. Okay, at one point, so they took blood. I hope. This oh yeah, is, this was funny. You I hope this isn't this. TMI. I, I don't think it's TMI. No, you this know, we're is not going to go into super detail. No. But so part of the thing was they wanted they had to run tests, and so they took blood. Yeah. And full disclosure, my mom, growing, she always had issues with needles. Mm. Okay, now mm. I always think because of her had sort of an issue, but I was okay with it. Yeah. I don't love them, right. but I can deal with it. She couldn't deal with them, but yeah. that's a whole another story. You know, you just do the usual close your eyes, look the other way, whatever. You know, those kind of tricks that they give the kids. Yeah. Okay. And so anyway, so she made this big deal about finding, she's like, which arm and blah, blah, blah. And of course, this is going to sound silly, but I was like, well, am I going to, because when you got the vaccine and stuff, they were telling you like your arm could be (laughs) in pain for a couple days. You might want to use your non-dominant Right, exactly. And I asked about that and she was like, you know, because I'm like, well, I have a game tomorrow. I'm like, (laughs) you know. Have to be able to pitch. That's my pitching arm, you know, kind of thing. Anyway, so it got a good laugh out of her. And so she was going to go non-dominant, but then she couldn't, I guess she couldn't find the right vein. She's like. I want, you only want to do this once, right? And I was like, yeah. So she's like, okay, let me Ideally. use your... So she ends up using my dominant in my pitching hand. Yeah. And it was fine. It was no big deal. But the point of the story is it literally felt like within 15 seconds, she goes, okay, we're done. And I look over and there's like four vials of blood there. And I'm like, <laughs> did you just take all of that from me? And she's like, yeah. She's like, she's looking at me like, no, two, two are from yesterday or something stupid like that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, wow. I was like, is that what it's like to give blood, you know, kind of thing? Is that the same procedure, basically? And she's like, I guess. She's like, you know, I've never worked at a blood bank, but yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, maybe I should start doing that. No, I'm being serious because... You handle it like a champ. Yeah, it was. It was. It was great. It was. Well, I wouldn't say it was great, but it was fine. (laughs) So let's fast forward, get through all that stuff, Mm -hmm. and now the results, okay? I wake up to not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, eight emails this morning. <laughs> eight separate freaking emails saying that my results are in. Yeah. So my first thought are is... Are they for ho- separate? Well, what all right. What they were separately well, testing let's for? Let's talk about one. this because my first thought was, holy shit. 
something's really wrong because they keep trying to get in touch with me. Oh no! Now, mind you, I just woke up. You and know, you I was roll at over, work, you look at your so phone. I wasn't here to help. Right. Calm you down. So, well, I mean, it took 30 seconds for me to figure out what's yeah, going on. Yeah. But you know, your first thought is, holy Panic. shit, why do I have eight emails from the hospital that I went to the doctor's appointment in? And, you know, but I'm, uh, you know, you calm down immediately think, oh, they would have called if something was that bad, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So anyway, yes, I think you're, so each one is something different, but of course they make you, before you go, you have to now sign. I, you know, I wonder what Mr. Tony does because they make you create an account in the portal of the website and all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. And I've had that with, uh, I go to summit here mm-hmm. and I've had that for a while because mm-hmm. of past stuff. But anyway, so then, of course, you have to find the password and figure out how to, you know, check in. But I did that because they send you stuff to, this always cracks me up too, Littles, where they send you stuff to prepare and do it now. Do this immediately before your appointment. Right. Okay, I do all that. And and then then I get to the appointment and they hand me the same exact form that I already, (laughs) like, I already did this. I did this yesterday you online. Followed the rules. I followed and the rules. You still have to, and that's yeah. why people don't follow the rules, I think, because they're like, I'm not going to be the dope like Chuck. Yeah. I'm just going to have to do this again when I get to the doctor's office. Yeah. I was kind of pissed about that. But anyway, okay. So I get to these emails. I click on a couple of them, and I'm starting to get some of the results. And I just, I don't quite understand it. You know, there's numbers mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And luckily it says this is, you, you know, the average is between this and that. And so, yeah. But then I click out of one of them. My favorite thing is it says, literally, it says in the email, in like very fine print, I notice it says, please be aware that your doctor might not have even seen these results yet. They will go over, you know, something like that. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, okay, so this could be really bad information. And I'm like, oh, who do I call? They, they won't even know what I'm talking about. Right. I don't know. What's in... Littles. I haven't done this in a while, like I said, but it wasn't there a time where like the doctor would call you and then you would go over the results together. And I, I, I guess that's what I'm saying with the internet. Now, I would think that's how it would be if the information or the results were bad, but my thought process would be that the doctor would see any of the results before it even gets sent to you so that that statement well, right. is true. Exactly. So it sounds like that because statement is false. I think what's going to happen now and kind of what I did in a way, because there were a couple things that it's saying they tested me for this. I don't even know what this is. Right. I've never even heard of this. Did you look it up? So yeah, I start, but again, that's, WebMD? What, that's what I'm saying. People <laughs> then all of a sudden you're dying, you know, right, people are like, right. they panic. Yeah. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, internet's killing us. I really, it's, uh, I'm sorry, but there were some things that I was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? So we'll go over them later, Roxy. I, there was one thing where I was just above, I think where it, well, what was that? I don't remember what it was. Of there's so not. many different things. People, do you see what I'm dealing with okay, here? But there's, Roxy, or hear what I'm dealing Roxy, with Roxy, there here. were eight emails. And <laughs> if you click, no, no, it wasn't just eight things. One of those emails had like 10 different things. Oh, shoot. And then, oh, this is the other thing. So you click. Yeah, that's rough. So then you click on that. And then it gives you another screen and it says to get your results, click. It's almost like, am I the father? You know, it's one of those moments, you know, you're like, or, you know, you, you don't even want to click on it. It's well, one was oh like, they tested for everything. They did like HIV, all, yeah, the, all sure. the stuff with the blood work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's just like, you know, it's a scary moment. You know, it's like, of course your heart's pounding yeah. and you're like, what am I going to read? Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I it's get just, it. That's how I felt when I would take COVID tests. Yeah. Well, same. Oh, Okay. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> so I'm going down the list. And, you know, once you get to like the eighth one, you're just like over it. And yeah. each, and like I said, each one, some of them just had one, but there were a couple where you click on it and there's like four. Then there's one that has eight. Then there's one that has that six. Mm. And you're reading all these different things and you're like, I don't even know what half this stuff is. 
thankfully it's looking like it's okay. I said, yeah. I, it looks like I passed with flying colors. Right. Then I click on the next one and all of a sudden I see positive <laughs> and I start freaking out <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Okay. Luckily I click out of it and then it says scar, scar, whatever the COVID was. SARS. SARS. Or so, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, COVID. holy crap. Yeah. I, they're saying I have COVID, right? Yeah. So I click out of it and it's from a year ago when I had COVID. <laughs> well, because they're all listed your yeah, past. Sure. That's the last sure. time I was at the ho- sure. there to get tested because I, I had you. to prove to my boss that I had COVID. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Chuck. It's rough. It's rough going to the doctors, but. Anyway, so anyway, you drew blood and drew you took blood. it like a champ. You got a shot in your other arm. I have a couple follow-ups coming. I've are got some you, other things I have to do. Are you sore today? No, I got the tetanus shot. I yeah. didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. A tetanus, I don't know if they're called boosters or whatever. Because uh-huh. it had been quite a few years. Oh, it's been like four, I, since I don't remember. I, who knows when I got a tetanus shot last time? I have right. no idea. Right. So, yeah. You were a kid. Little, my medical stuff, yeah. Well, like I said, I, I was brought up, if you're sick, you go to the doctor. If you're not, you just don't. You know, but I get it. Now, later in life, you need to be more careful. You have and to be proactive. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that was my doctor's adventures. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't know. Okay. Just wait till we go over everything later. Oh, You're going to be like, what's that? I'm like, I don't know. I'll look it up. All right. Yeah. And that, then I'm going to be like, oh, sh-. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Littles, I've definitely babbled long enough. And now we're going to get to what the Littles have been, been waiting, waiting for. been waiting for all month. All month. Plus and, a couple and days. I'm guessing this episode so yeah. far. We have our caption contest winners. Yeah, we do. Oh, I, did I say winners? Yeah, you did. Oh, shoot. I guess now maybe we will have to. Well, look, this was really tough. We had so many great entries. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we definitely kind of had a winner, though. Yes. And then we'll see what happens. But yes. our caption contest winner, I think, well, Roxy loved it for sure. It was the one that made you laugh the most. Yeah. And it was Michael Wind, episode 41. And it just says... The extremely talented PTI stand-in Roxy and some random fan. <laughs> now, it would have been funnier if it said some random rum-dum or something like that. But it, but the, see, this is that's she was busted a gut over this one. Okay, I did a little bit. We definitely had some really fun, yeah, I guess we, did. we would say, honorable mentions. Uh-huh. And, you know, maybe we'll send a little something-something to them. Yeah. But we had, uh, we're not wearing pants. <laughs> I thought that was good, too. Anita from Alaska, episode 32. <laughs> and then my one of my favorites was... These bidets are fantastic because, you know, we, we have these like grins on our face. Right. Right. Know? And right. that was Greg Sheremia. Well, yeah. 154. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. So, so many great ones. Oh, Mark Feinstein even played. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was so nice. Yeah. I liked his, his was, uh, I guess it's bring your grandkids. Grandchildren to work day. Grandchildren to work day. I mm-hmm. thought that one was funny too. Mm-hmm. So thank you everyone for playing along with yeah, us. Yeah, that and, was really fun. You know, humoring us. We and they were that. great to read. We yeah. really did. We really enjoyed those. Yeah. So we'll get. I mean, pr- if you think of any more, keep them coming because sure. I'll laugh. Yeah. You might not get a prize, but you'll know, you'll get the satisfaction. Well, if they make, that you la- you if they laugh, make Roxy so. laugh hard enough, we'll get you a prize. <laughs> yeah. We got prizes. We got prizes we do. here. So we do. anyway. All right. Don't go anywhere, Littles. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Let cheesery littles, it is Patrick Smith, a.k.a. Smitty Scoop. I am co-hosting a Summer of Littles gathering with the great Adam Benson in St. John's Newton at Duke of Duckworth. I would like to invite all of littles to come out and join us. Duke of Duckworth has the best fish and chips in all of Newfoundland. I'd like to send a special shout out to the family from Newfoundland that wore the matching I Love and Hornaday shirts to Newfoundland 2. I expect all of you to come join us August 5th, 5 p.m. Newfoundland time. 
that is only 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So you could easily pull Mr. Tony, go home early, and be in bed before Hot Pink Hangover even takes the stage. But seriously, please come out and join us. If it is just two littles and six tinies at this gathering, our children and the women to whom we are related by marriage will be unbearable. played in this episode by Chaz Evans and this song is called On the Fence. Now this was actually written by a gentleman named Michael Crawford but Chaz Evans he's on the vocals and he also arranged it. Now if you like what you hear you can find all of Michael's stuff over on SoundCloud. Just search Michael Crawford and also he asked if you can give him a follow over on Instagram that would be great too and we'll put all that information in the show notes. But the most important part is, we will play the full song, On the Fence, at the end of the podcast. We can't make a decision. We don't know, need a reason. Why we stay on the fence. But I just can't, can't get off, off the fence. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Chuck. This should be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh-huh. From the Midwest, the actual Midwest. Well, I think they call it the Midwest. We're going to see. We're going to see. But a Summer of Littles host. Ooh. So we're excited about that. Please welcome to the podcast, Dina Matthews. Hey, Dina. How's it going? Good. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Roxy. Hi. And I'm in Texas, which is very much not the Midwest. <laughs> and and likes to, likes to be called it referred to itself as just Texas. As uh-huh. just te- well, you know, it's funny that you're saying this because I'm like, is it the South? Yeah, parts of it are. I mean, Texas in a way, it, it could be like five different states altogether. And right. I'm in right. Dallas, which is you know kind of the north, sort of east end of it, not completely north, but it is more southern in some ways. And you know, we're so close to Louisiana and Arkansas, and well, then yeah, that's you what know, I was... you get. And it's very different climates. So and you've got like the Gulf with Houston and San Antonio, then you've got Hill Country in Austin, and then full almost the start of the Southwest in like El Paso and right. All that. Okay, right. well, it's definitely this in the South. Obviously, it's one of our southern bordering states. I guess right. you would say. Right. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really hear people refer to it as the South. So, and if Will Bond can have Toronto in the Midwest, yeah. I'm going to say Texas <laughs> yeah. is in the Midwest. So, there you go. Very, well, sure, because it, it definitely is central. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Central time, time zone. And I've lived here a little over 12 years now, and it's like the start of the plains, as someone explained to me, kind oh, of the climate. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, and yeah. the funny thing for me about Texas in general is I don't think people realize how freaking big that state is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never forget my, one of my first tours. I might've told this story. I don't think so, but you know, we got, you get the itinerary ahead of time 
And we knew going in this was going to be a miserable tour. It's a lot, you know, you know by the type of tour, mm-hmm. if it's week sit-downs or sometimes you sit down for like a month in a city. Yeah. But then there's the tours sure. that do one-nighters. Yep. You're literally in one city, then you go to the next city, the next day, the next day, the next day. Well, that's what this tour was. But when I looked at the schedule, there was a whole week of all the cities were in Texas. So I'm like, wow, right. this is great. I'm like, at least we're in the same state. <laughs> so, you know, these travel days won't be a big deal. You know, even though you're in a different city, yeah. you're not going from like New Jersey to Georgia. Right. You know, things like that. Right. Well, let me tell it you. It was Roxy. like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some of these, it was like almost eight hour drives every day. Mm-hmm. It's such a big state. Well, and the flip side is at my college roommate was from Colorado and I went to college at GW, a school Mr. Tony paid tuition to um, in DC. But I'm a, my family was all originally from Florida. And so the Southeast is kind of our home area. I've got a lot of family in Atlanta and the Carolinas. And we did a spring break one year and where we were kind of bouncing off, you know, poor college students. So we were, you know, basically sponging off of my relatives where we could. So we did this drive and then we got to Georgia and we met some family we were down in savannah and then we were driving up to atlanta and my roommate from colorado was just like i always think the east coast is small and i was like you know georgia is the largest state east of the mississippi Uh but it was the flip side because she lived in colorado colorado is huge texas is huge you know yeah landmass and hours places so she was like getting tired like i thought we would just be in atlanta in a few hours i was like no this is a bit of a drive Uh Like your experience, Chuck, I've had friends come to visit me or they'll be telling me, well, I'm going to be in Austin. Can you just come down? I'm like, okay, well, that's like going to be three or four hours possibly. Right. Yeah. 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 It's not little. It's just, yeah, exactly. So, well, we've already kind of started doing this, but let's meet you. Okay. So let's go all the way back. I I don't know. Are you originally from Florida? Stuff like that. Tell us where you're from. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Great. So I actually was I'm on my mother's side. I'm like the fifth generation Floridian, oh. at least. So she grew up in Tampa. My father grew up in Miami and they met in Atlanta when they were both there for college. And then when I was coming along, they moved back to Florida. So I actually started out in West Palm Beach. And my father was a defense contractor, so it's kind of like being a military brat, but you don't move as often. Hmm. So, nice. But there's similar elements to it. So um, he took a job, and we actually were in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. So I know Oppenheimer's in the news, but the other part of the Manhattan Project from Los Alamos took place in Oak Ridge. Oh. It's in the mountains of East Tennessee near the North Carolina border. And I had a younger sister who popped along then. And then we eventually moved to Columbus, Ohio. And I've kind of lived most of my life in Columbus, Ohio and around it, except for I went to college, like I said, in D.C. at GW. And family moved there. But it was never, I would say this, I love my time in Ohio. And I have a lot of good friends there. You become an Ohio State fan when you live in Columbus. Of course. (laughs) Uh, That's required. But it was never quite home. And I, you know, when I left college, I went back to Ohio. So my mother was there at the time. And I was not sure what I was going to do. And did a couple of things. And wound up working at what was Bank One. And went through many mergers and acquisitions and stuff. And eventually became J.P. Morgan Chase. Oh, wow. Pretty big bank. I guess two in the coordinators world. Or I never ran across him, but Mike Wilbon's brother actually worked for J.P. Morgan. Oh, I don't cool. know if he still does. He, he might. He was an investment banker. Gotcha. Um, oh, neat. And then, you know, parents aging and stuff. As my mother and her husband moved back to Florida, actually. And she lives down 
in the Tampa area, kind of where she grew up. Then my father and his wife, they actually had spent some time in Baltimore. And then they moved down to Round Rock, Texas, which is north of Austin. Mm-hmm. So as I was going through job opportunities, I had an opportunity to move. And my manager at the time says, you, you know, you can stay in Columbus if you want. If you want to move elsewhere, you can, kind of on you. And Dallas ended up being a, a really good option. And it's worked out great. I love being in warmer weather because, like we're saying, it's sort of the South. And yep. for me, as I'm originally from the South, I'm like, this is much more comfortable than uh-huh. Ohio. Uh-huh. <laughs> so well, can we actually get into something? This might be a little touchy. I hope not. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Well, because I remember Dina now. Okay. The first time I knew of Dina, I think was two years ago. Oh. Okay. You sent mm-hmm. in, and we're going to get to the Summer of Littles hosting in a little bit, but... You sent in a bumper for us to play. Oh, yeah. You cleverly said, hi, this is Dina from Dallas or Dina in Dallas. We're going to get to that in a second. (laughs) And but you said, no, not that Dina. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah, Not from Damascus. Right. Right. Now, is that why you don't use the whole phrase Dina in Dallas or Dina from Dallas? I joke with it. I haven't bothered really (laughs) thought of it that way. And I have joked with it. In fact, because I tend to, you know, I'll be on quote, the socials, Facebook, but I tend to be more on Twitter. And there was a a, a temporary period where I did do Dina, not from Damascus. Right. That's what (laughs) it was. Right. Just to kind of have fun with it. And, and, you know, because you'll interact with some folks on Twitter and I follow you guys and I think vice versa. So Carla Carrada, I was talking about living in Columbus is, I don't know if you, I think you've talked to her. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a professor at Otterbein, but that's in Westerville, which is a suburb. I spent a good portion of my childhood outside of Columbus. So we ch- chatted about Buckeye things or when the Buckeyes are playing, you know, she's cheering. Right. Anyway, but either she or, son, or maybe it was Jen, one of them noticed. We're like, wait a minute. I just noticed Tina says not from the Nebraska. I was like, stop that. <laughs> Well, that's what I was thinking. And it's just so amazing that you both live in cities that start with D's. And, you know, it's just like it yeah. just made me giggle. And I thought it was a clever, yeah. really clever way of presenting it, I right. guess I should say. Right. All right. She already had yeah. Carla's number. Has... Yes. 120. Yeah. 120. Carla Carrada. Oh, Carla Carrada. Yeah. And then I chit chatted with D. Because also it was nice for me when I would listen to the show and hear her, hear emails being read. And then, you know, Facebook, and it's like, well, she pronounced her name like I do. And now it doesn't sound so unusual, but when I was much younger, my name was unusual, especially if mm. I was living. And my teacher would like correct, try, try to tell my mother it was being pronounced wrong or spelled wrong. And my mother was like, uh, no. Right. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> it, it was. And, but then, you know, as I got older and I studied French, I like to travel. But about, like people that are non-native English speakers in most other languages, they pronounce my name, Dina's name, the way we would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the vowel. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, no, I haven't thought about it. But, it, and it, but I guess I thoroughly enjoy it because it's not a common name. But right. It's more out there. My sister, so I was annoyed as a child because my name was unusual and I wanted to be like, yeah, I'm Gen X. So everybody was like, Kathy, you're Jennifer, Lisa, mm-hmm. you know, and it was annoying. And then my sister came along and she has a family name. She's Carsley with a oh. C. Okay. And, and yeah, that is not a name you hear. And so oh. there right. was no sympathy. I got no sympathy anymore because she's got the more unusual name. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you've never met Dina in Damascus, right? 
not in person, just okay. gotcha. on social. Yeah, that would and, be and a I, great honestly, thing someday. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because I, I do go back to the DC area before pandemic. It was at least once a year. Okay. I pick that up again because I one of my childhood friends are from Ohio days lives in Northern Virginia. I love to go back there and visit. I visited a lot when I was a kid with family in Maryland too. But I never got around to the timing would work where I could go to Chatter. So I'm kind of disappointed to miss that mm. or to go to a meetup. So one of these days I'll be there when timing comes or they're having a meetup, maybe corral, you know, work that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that'd be great. That, that would be really cool. Yeah. And yeah. Roxy, I'm going to call it, okay? Okay. How many years were you in Columbus? Well, so I had to break for college, but it, it, at, you know, after college, it was almost... 15 or 20. Oh, yeah. I'm calling it. We ha- This is another yeah. little from Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you're yeah. not there now, but right. we have, that's one thing that just blows our mind, how many Ohio littles we've interviewed on this podcast. Yep. Now, yeah. obviously, it's not yeah. as many from the DMV, but it's definitely got to take second place. It's got to. There's no doubt. So. Yeah. Ohio is, it was when we, I remember when we moved there, it was like test market USA in some ways. And then it also is known for this was ages ago, and I don't know exactly. It's something where it was like one of the most referenced kind of U.S. places and kind of media and things. Or to your point, you just find more people than you'd expect. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Connecting, and and it is because it's kind of like a buffer, I think, between the East Coast and the Midwest. Yep. It's kind of the start of the Midwest. Sure. Yeah. So. Sure. Well, when I started touring, it also blew my mind to come to find out that it was, I think, the third state. Yes. With subs- the mm-hmm. highest subscription rates mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah. People in Ohio love their they theater. They love the theater. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Which, yeah. of course, we love. So, right, you know. exactly. So thank you, Ohio. No. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and that's actually kind of what my family loves, too, because as a child, I would grow up, we'd go to ballet and theater, and I love going to plays and musicals yeah. and all of that. One difference, though, moving to Dallas. So Columbus is tricky because they do have a lot of theaters, but they're actually, you may know this from being there, is old movie theaters that have been converted uh-huh. mm-hmm. to more performance spaces there's like the palace and the Ohio theater but the acoustics are really weird in some ways because they were not designed for oh, live performances yeah interesting and so when I moved here of course and you were talking about Bass Hall and then we have the AT&T Performing Arts Center down here in Dallas where there's the Meyerson Hall and I not long after I moved here I went ahead and just got myself a ticket to somebody to see what it's like and it was just the sound was incredible mm-hmm. for me <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. such a Huge difference. And of course, my friends in Ohio, they were kind of like, okay, you're being a bit of a sub. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Maybe, no, it's a good point, it's... though. Yeah. All I remember is the Ohio, you wanted to play the palace, you didn't really. And that's mainly because of backstage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not necessarily yeah. the sound, right. but the Ohio was just a gorgeous theater. Yeah. 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 I mean, it still is. Yeah, and but... they do have that. And I'm hoping they still do this. They have a beautiful organ, and then they would, in the summertime, they would play, like, the old classic movies. Oh, yep. And yeah. yep. Organ and all that, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah, the history it, um, of some of these theaters is just mm-hmm. amazing. But, well, this kind of took an interesting turn yeah. from where I thought this was going, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> we uh, love But that. we have a lot more to get into, but we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we're lucky enough to have, I'm just going to say the full name, Dina Matthews here. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Not Dina from Damascus. Right. Dina in Dallas. Yep. I'm trying to come up with all these other possibilities. Or other distinctions, or I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I like Dina in Dallas or yeah. I love I Dina not from Damascus. I think that's hilarious. That, yeah, and you, that's... you get all the credit for that one. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, listen, like I said, this took a little bit of a turn, which is great, but we have so much more to get into. Let's get into your, cause you moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you a sports fan? What teams do you root for? Yes, but it's been spotty because of the moving around sure. and I will come in and out of it. Growing up, because like I talked about, we moved around. So moving to Ohio, you by default, like I remember first day of music class, the teacher was fourth grade, taught us the Ohio State fight song. So they ah. doctrinate you. So really still a fan of Ohio State football. I enjoyed baseball, but I kind of enjoy it to go. And so I, and then I have kind of teams, and I think you both will appreciate this. I have teams that I won't root for. Okay. <laughs> and teams like, I'd like to see Cleveland to do well. I love Baltimore on baseball. Don't uh-huh. want to see the Yankees. You know? Right. So, yep. Uh, but so I'm going to do the hater. And then my dad and my sister both went to Georgia Tech. So we're college oh, football neat. too. Okay. We cool. always root for them. My sister still, she lives in Miami and works there. But she, during football season, she goes up there for the home games in Atlanta. So she's pretty dedicated. Gotcha. And then I mentioned before, I, I have some family in Maryland. And they actually, they're from my dad's side and grew up in Florida. But my great uncle worked for the NSA, uh, National Security Agency. Mm-hmm. And they lived when they first got married in College Park, so they became fans of the Washington professional football team, as we now refer to it. Yeah. And so I became a fan of that for NFL. And then when I'm being at GW, I had uh, my freshman year was the first time Joe Gibbs won the Super Bowl. So it was a lot of fun being in the city. Right. Oh, cool. So. Gotcha. Nice. Excellent. And now, so how did you become a little? When did you start listening to Tony and all that kind of stuff? First I heard of him because he was writing a column in the style section with the Washington Post. And I actually had a freshman English teacher assigned us his column and another one. It was one where I barely remember the context, but it was basically we were given the assignment to read these two columns and kind of write a paper about it. Mm. And it was the column, one of them was some spelled or something. You know, it was much more of a, a literary person or whatever had written something. And I think Tony had written something in response that was kind of really funny. Mm-hmm. So that's why I first heard of Tony. Okay. And then... Gotcha. Being in college, sometimes I'd see the Washington Post and sometimes sports columns that didn't pay much. And then years later, living in Columbus, I came home from work early one day and there's PTI. And I was like, this looks fun. And I think it was probably like the first year. Mm. And then started watching that. And I'd hear him, you know, he'd mention, oh, my radio show or this or that. And when podcasts came about, I'm like, I'm going to look look and see what that, I bet that's pretty interesting. Because I did not know about it when I was in D.C. or in college. You're just absorbed with so many other things. And especially being in D.C., you're not really in cars. So right. Not, yeah, yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah. Yep. And so then he would talk about and I found the podcast of what was then his radio show. So I guess that's kind of the start yeah. of it. And then I would, you know, like I mentioned, I go back and forth to D.C. to visit friends. And one time I was I met a friend of a friend at a museum festival or something, and we were chit-chatting. And I... He mentioned something local or weather or something news. And I said, oh, yeah, I heard. Because as you know, listen to Tony, you all of yeah. a sudden know what's going on in the DMV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized how odd it was for me to say it because I was not living in the area. And, and then I said, well, I listened to, you know, I don't know if you heard of Tony Kornheiser. And the guy goes, oh, you're little? Ah, we're littles, too. Well, while we're working, we have a radio show on. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. And now so that brings us to... Don't panic, Bob Walsh. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. (laughs) Summer of Littles. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, now I already mentioned that you sent in a bumper a couple years ago. So let's get into all that. How long have you been hosting and where are you going to be and all that stuff? So I think 
I don't know if it was the, officially the first or the second one, but when I'd seen something on Facebook and Mary Faye, who's also a, you've talked to her. Oh yeah, episode 10, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Top 10, I believe. Yeah. So Mary Faye organized one in Dallas because she was going to be up here because she lives in Austin. So she's right. going to be up here to visit friends. And it was at a barbecue place that wasn't far from me. And I was like, you know, I have nothing going on. I've been here a couple of years. I'm like, let's go with that flight. So I met her and Roland and uh, Hampton Nager was there. Nice. And a few other good folks. And it was just kind of a fun gathering. And so then the next year, I'm going to forget all the timing, is, you know, she doesn't live here, but she still enjoyed coming up. So she kind of just asked, and me and Roland both volunteered to help her. So I think we've had a couple where it's like three of us are hosting. Nice. Gotcha. Right. Well, our first reaction is Roland who? Right. We have to meet. We we have no idea who that is. Yeah, that's Roland Esparza. Okay. Well, when you see him at Um, Summer of Littles, you say, Chuck and Roxy need to meet you. (laughs) Otherwise, you're dealing with some heavy hitters here. You've got Hampton Nager, episode seven. Yep. Mary Faye Randolph, episode Episode 10. 10. So both in the top five. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, hey. (laughs) Well, you know, it's Texas, right? Yeah, Yeah, right. But anyway, yeah, so I'll definitely tell Roland to do that. And so it was kind of fun last year because we also, I think Bob organized the web thing too. So we had the iPad going to see all the different cities. Also, I did find it interesting. I think I have not listened to your episode with Bob, but I heard him on an earlier one where he was talking about being shy. And I was like, well, he's definitely forthright on emails in, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, like, uh-huh. right. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, make some decisions. Where are you guys hosting? I've got to post this. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, and obviously hosting is easy because it really is just checking emails. And like this time, Roland's really doing the work. I'm uh-huh. technically the co-host. Mary Faye was going to try to drive up, but she could this year due to scheduling and other things. So she'll be down in Austin. Okay. But, gotcha. But anyway, so this year we're meeting up kind of in North Dallas. And it's at the Haystack Burgers and Barley which is on North Dallas on Arapahoe Road. But Haystack, if you live in Mary and Google, it's easy. I think they have multiple locations, but it's off of Arapahoe Road. So right. Yeah, and the easiest way, <laughs> of course, is just go to summerlittles.com. Yes. And then click on the links at the top. It'll yes. take you to your location. It'll mm-hmm. get you the address and all that stuff. And then you so, can RSVP. Yes. yes. Yep. So Littles, if you're in the North Dallas area this coming Saturday, don't miss it. Summer of Littles with... Dina in Dallas, or uh-huh. Dina not from Damascus, uh-huh. or more importantly, Dina Matthews. And what'd you say your co said? Roland what? Esparza. Roland okay. Esparza. All right. Roland, what we up? We want to meet you. What up? <laughs> well, Dina, listen, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate you taking the time. Now, as you know, we can't let you go without some of our fun, dumb questions. Of course. All right. If you could time travel, where or when would you go? Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is going to sound really weird, but I would kind of be interested in like the Russia in like the Catherine the Great era, kind of oh. in the Enlightenment. I don't know why, but that just, there's some elements to that that sure. appeal. Okay. <laughs> well, I so. think another defining part of that question is do you get to come back? Oh, yeah. You know what I yes. mean? That, I would <laughs> say <laughs> yes. Well, we never really yes. say that. And you're like, okay, do I have to live there and then just continue my life from then? Mm. Or do I just, how long are you there? Because there's a couple places where I'd be like, if I could be there for just an hour, 
I'd so want to do that. Right. Knowing what's right. about to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get in and get out. Right. Exactly. You know, there's some moments in time that I think would be cool. Uh-huh. And that's from that show we used to watch. Timeless. It was timeless. Mm-hmm. It was great. We love that show. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's very much yeah. like Quantum Leap, I guess, yeah. from what I understand. Right. I never saw right. Quantum Leap. But right. uh, yeah, oh. you know what I mean? There's certain moments in history that you're sure. like, it'd be really cool. But, but yeah, maybe I, not stick around. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, because there is, I it's definitely a visiting option because just also being a woman, it's like, yeah, not so fun yeah. after a while. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, well, listen, what's one movie you love so much that you know you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? Yeah. So it's one that most people don't think of, but it's Joe versus the volcano. Oh, okay. It's Tom Hanks. It's like, I think the first movie Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan did together. Right. And yeah. it's just really quirky, but there's underlying parts to it. There's funny elements, but then there's kind of a bigger story to it. It's, and I think it's written by John Patrick Stanley, who's better known for Moonstruck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. You went with Tom Hanks. I was hoping for a Tom Cruise movie, no, but that's okay. Oh, oh no. <laughs> the better Tom was chosen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with Roxy. Okay, wait, whoa, 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 let's pause. I'm not saying he's better than Tom freaking Hanks. I'm just saying for podcast sake and podcast listeners, I think a Tom Cruise one would have been great to no, have. No, yeah. no, anyway, no. all right, go ahead, no. Roxy. Yeah, there's some definite challenges with Tom Cruise. I, w- I guess the question, too, is I'd rather hang out with Tom Hanks than yes. Tom Cruise. Well, there's absolutely. that too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Cruise will just keep getting up on couches and screaming things. <laughs> right. So I'm like, right. no. Nope. Well, it's because he's so short. You know? <laughs> I'll never forget Nicole Kidman being on Letterman right after they got divorced. Yeah. And he's like, so how's it going? She's just like, it's great. I, I can wear heels now. She, that was that was the response. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Name a product or service you love so much that you'd happily be that company's spokesperson. Honestly, probably Apple iPhone. I'm okay. like totally absorbed into that now. I, and it makes my life so much easier. Yeah, so sure. It is a bit of a cult, right? Cause you get a little, uh-huh. you know, my That's mother's okay. on Android device months and while my sister like, really, do you have to come on? <laughs> well, it's funny that it's the same way with my family. My, I have my, most of my sisters are on Android, yeah. but I'm on yeah. Apple. It's hard to share photos. Well, you know what things. the thing that I hate the most about it? What? Yeah. I'm a big fan of the audio text. Yeah. You know, when you can oh. just click on and you can send someone, just talk to them. Yeah. And then just click it and send it. <laughs> yeah. And you can't do that if they're on Android. No. It says this right. phone does not receive audio text from you or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's so yeah. annoying because I, I like to use that because <laughs> a lot of times we're walking down the street and I got to be honest, the people that sit there and stare at their phone while they're walking and try to text it and walk at the same time, those people piss me off. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be one of those people. I try to text and walk, but with my head up and my eyes looking forward and see if what I want to text is actually what my fingers are doing with the phone. And so then I'll pull over oh. and I'll check and I'll see, okay, how many mistakes did I make? Right. Well, that's the other thing. A lot of it's times I'll like speak text that. It's kind of like a fun little that. game. And so finally, I'm like to the point where yeah. I'm like, well, I'd rather just, I'll just record what I want right, to say. Right, right, well, right. a lot of times, because what was it? <laughs> can we talk about? I don't remember what it was. There was something about, oh, so one of my bosses. Tangent here. <laughs> well, a little bit. Okay. But because I'm talking about the inflection of the voice. Oh, it's sure. better than a text. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, right, because right. so yeah. one of my bosses, I told him I'm out next week because it's Roxy's birthday. Yeah. And he wrote, of course. That's what it said. Of course. Yeah. Now, yeah. I read it as, Oh, of course. Of course no you're problem. Be away. No problem. Of course you're going to take your. Whereas di- I interpreted it as, oh, of course you're going to be away. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Drastically different meanings. 
<laughs> yeah, it could he just done a thumbs up emoji? Yeah, yeah right. right. There's, right. Well, this was an old guy. I don't think he knows what that how to do that. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Would you rather spend five days exploring Disney or New York City? Um, New York City, because I've had plenty of opportunity at Disney. Um, right. Because I started out in Florida. This was just a terrible childhood moment is we lived in West Palm. We would drive to Disney for the day mm -hmm. and I'd want to stay as late and I'd pass out and wake up at my grandparents outside of Tampa. So I have been to New York several times, mm -hmm. but would love to do it more. And I definitely didn't get there as much as I do DC, but it's on the list and I'm well overdue for a visit. Partly because I'd love to go see all the shows. I yeah. go to TKS and see what's available or yep. sometimes I've planned ahead to go see a show if that yeah. was fun. Because I love different oh. neighborhoods. I mean, also, is, you know, we talk about how big Texas is. I mean, New York is big, but it's big in a different way, right? It's yeah. like, you know, and you have all these different neighborhoods. And I cousins that live near Sutton Place, and they were joking about how you get in an area and you don't leave your area. And to, like, do, like, oh, this weekend we're going to do a day trip to Brooklyn, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we've mentioned those things on the Texas. podcast, and we get ripped for it. But, yeah, like, no. I basically, like, gave her a medal for when Claire was, I think she was house-sitting in Staten Island. Yeah. And, and she right. came, came all the way, all the way into way the city here. to see us. <laughs> and people and were like, yeah, that's but I'm like, Sorry. if someone has to take a freaking boat and a train to come see you, there's effort there. There's effort, for you sure. You know what I mean? For sure. So, but that so is funny. interesting. It's true how each neighborhood is so different and so unique. I've been sort of exploring Soho because I have a client down there off Canal Street, and it's so cute and so different from what it is up here. So it's fun to see all those different little places, for sure. Yep. All right, Roxy, let's do some uh, rapid fire. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm really torn on this one, but it's probably Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Yeah. Cups up or down in the cupboard? You don't have to celebrate, Roxy. <laughs> Just because I do. <laughs> up. Okay. All right. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Oh, not funny. Ooh. Oh. Or I don't mind them. I don't get annoyed by them. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, okay. So she's kind of like will bonding the question. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Claire that's will fair. be sort of happy about yeah, that. Right. <laughs> Episode <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> exactly. So, well, Dina, we can't thank you enough for coming on to meet the Littles. Now, is there anything you need to plug, and how can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? So, Summer of Littles will be this Saturday, and we're meeting at the Haystack Burger in North Dallas. And go to the Summer of Littles website for details. I'm on you know, the socials, as they say, Facebook, Twitter, DLM8. And I do say in my bio mentions Little. So Excellent. Great. Well, we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes for you. Yep. All right. Well, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? You know, I didn't always pay attention, but I looked today and it was under. Ooh. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Different Direction podcast. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. I love that. Yeah, it's been a while. We haven't had an under in a while. I know. Although Steve Sands wasn't sure at first. Yeah. But we've discovered yeah. he's an over. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. He's like, I don't care. It's just got to be two ply. Right. And so, you know, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm more concerned about the quality myself. Yeah, okay. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, Dina, thanks so much for taking the time to meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's so great to talk to you both. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hey, Littles, this is Lee Gordon. It's August, and finally, August has a holiday. Summer of Littles, Saturday, August 5th. 
go to the one nearest you and keep listening to the Loyal Littles podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast and thank you, Dina. Not from Damascus. For coming on to meet the Littles. I love that. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Nice so distinction. Hopefully, they'll have a great turnout Saturday. Yes. For the Summer of Littles event. We hope everyone will. Which brings us to our next sort of topic. We should probably put this out just in case. We already announced that Chuck and Roxy are traveling. Yes, we are. So that's why we delayed this podcast mm-hmm. for a Thursday show. And so there might not be an episode on Saturday. Sorry. P- prob- probably won't be because we fly out later today. Uh-huh. We're doing this in the morning. Yes. We're going to go hopefully beat Hamilton in Broadway Show League softball. <laughs> uh-huh. I might be playing. And then we have to come <laughs> back, shower, get to the airport, catch our flights. Yep. And then we're going to be in Missouri. Yeah. And, you know, so we just probably won't have time to throw another episode together. So we appreciate your understanding on that. But we'll be back next week. Yes. Next Tuesday with some highlights of our trip yep, and we'd love to hear how your summer of littles went we would so you know? right in let so us right know. in you know it also brings something to mind is patrick smith smitty scoop uh-huh. he's got to win some award for the most traveling you know he's kind of doing what yeah. we've said we wanted yeah, to do right because i completely for well i didn't forget he came to ours yes, two years did. ago mm-hmm. two summers ago he came to new york yep and then I don't know where he went last year. He probably just stuck around there. But this year there. they're up with uh, Adam Benson. Adam Benson. Yeah. yeah. How crazy is that? You know, that's just I don't that's know what he's amazing. I, I'm wondering if the wife is up there with him. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if he I, had I business. Know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He, he sent another picture about cold cheese pizza, but <laughs> he didn't send the end result. So oh. maybe he didn't like it. I don't know. Maybe it's a regional thing. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, you know, I just wanted to do all that before we get to the emails. Yes. And uh, so let's do that. What do you say, Roxy? Let's do it. We first heard from Bob Radio Bob McWilliams, episode 171. He says, hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. I've been a bad, well, very busy fan of the LL pod. Just sporadic listening, but thought I would reach out today after hearing you are going to Table Rock for Summer of Littles. Ack. I am doing my first in-person Summer of Littles and had debated between Table Rock and Longmont, Colorado. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I mean, I just... I mean, How yeah. cool would that have been? That would have been so oh, cool. Anyway, alert. Well, he says, Table Rock, four hours closer, but Longmont won out as I'm overdue to see my sisters, both in the Denver-Boulder area, and my wonderful girlfriend wants to see her son in Denver. So plans set in concrete for Colorado, but hate to miss you. Yeah. I know. That's, well, that's so more sad. important. That's okay. That's important. Family comes first. Yeah. Now, I played a lot of Strat baseball, though started with something called APBA. 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 Baseball and played others as well. For a few years, I have played score sheet baseball, an online game with both AL and NL leagues. Oh, right. That's American League National League. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> with drafted teams and dynasty, keep 13 players each winter leagues. Fantasy baseball on steroids. Your team plays six or seven games against other teams each week. Using the stats from that week, you set lineups, pitching rotation, bullpen usage, etc. in advance. Love it. So baseball nerds, check it out. This all blows my mind. I know. I don't understand how I didn't know this growing up. But also, I mean, I can't even handle fantasy baseball. Right. I mean, I tried. Mm -hmm. I did that for about four years Mm -hmm. only because my boss, the (laughs) production manager at the theater, when I first started working there, he was like, you're doing it right. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. I know you were so stressed out by it. Well, because I get really competitive. (laughs) And then, you know, if you miss a (laughs) start or something like that, or your pitcher's supposed to be going and they get scratched at like an hour before the game and you're like, 
in the middle of stuff and you can't swap them out, yeah. you're screwed. You know, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. Work really got in the way. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> anyway, he goes on to say, dropping a dime is making a tip to police, often anonymous, and comes from using a payphone to do so. Back when old farts like me remember a dime got you a call from a payphone. My songwriter friend, John Gorka, who has been played on the big show, wrote about this in a great song from some three decades ago called Up Until Then, which concludes... They dropped a dime on the girl in the parking lot, but she would suffer in no permanent way. She spent 30 nights on a county cot, and she's regarded with fear till this day. And finally, loved the episode that must have had the subtitle of All the Crisps That Are Fit to Eat. Yeah. Radio Bob McWilliams, episode 171. It's nice to hear from him. We haven't heard I from know. him in a while. It's also nice to know that people didn't mind us crunching our chips. Well, I think, you know, we talked about that, <laughs> and I think it's because it was part of the show. Yeah. As opposed to just, like, randomly in the background. Sure. And not acknowledging it or trying right. to hide it or whatever. You know, yeah, we, just, we were very it was part of It was part of the show, yes. essentially. So, mm-hmm. all right. So now we've got to get to into this other topic, okay? Uh, but first we heard from, uh, it's Norwegian Soft Kitten. Yeah. I love it when the musical groups get I on know. board and they start writing in and it's stuff. It's great. We actually sent them a couple stickers yep. because they've been great. Mm-hmm. It says, Chuck and Roxy, in regards to what instrument to learn to play when getting a little older, as you discussed with Steve Sands, might we suggest to your listeners picking up the guitar? Our guitarist, Glenn Burgetts, is a perfect example of how learning four chords can take one a long way. <laughs> I love that he's like throwing his guitarist under the, sure. under the bus. Anyway, that's cheers. There. Glenn Burgetts, I know how now know how to pronounce his name, and uh-huh. Alan Green from yes. Norwegian Soft Kitten. Yes. Thanks, guys. All right, now getting to this new topic. Here we go. This is Don Hammock, episode 68. It says, in the early days of the internet, a writer created a website called Jump the Shark. He documented the point where TV series began going downhill, with the name coming from the time on Happy Days where the Fonz displayed his water skiing prowess by jumping over a shark. <laughs> I remember that. I do too. <laughs> the site had several categories, including when a star left, when a star died, and when a kid is added to try to spice things up. Uh-huh. One whole category was called Ted McGinley because he was <laughs> often a late series addition to cast like Happy Days, mm-hmm. The Love Boat, and Married with Children. He's had fun with that notoriety over the years. And the Happy Days folks have had fun with Jumping the Shark because the show continued at number one for several years after the episode. Mm. Don Hammock, Biloxi, Mississippi. Now, we also heard from Mike Wolf. He says, first off, regarding Ted McGinley, are you guys familiar with the phrase Jumping the Shark? According to Ted's Wikipedia listing, McGinley was called the patron saint of shark jumping (laughs) by (laughs) JumpTheShark.com founder John Hine. This is a reference to the popular and enduring shows which have featured him in the later years, often to replace a departing regular cast member. Hein writes that this is not a comment on Ted's fine acting skills and that he has a great sense of humor about it all, too. Secondly, the most important, I'm not angry, but heckily disappointed you won't be at the New York City Summer of Littles at Hurley's. It does bring up the question, what can I do with Roxy's birthday gift if not to bring it there? Oh, you really didn't need to do that. Oh, no, save it for next uh, year? <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> Otherwise, you could probably drop it off with Ritz. Uh-huh. Or we could obviously get you our address if you want to send it to us. But um, <laughs> I hope you didn't do anything I know. silly. Seriously. He says, and finally, yikes, the deadline for the caption contest snuck up on me. I guess you'll be hearing from me later today if I can get my act together. Now, this was sent a couple days ago, so he got his in. Yes. I, I don't think yes. he won, though. No. Sadly. Oh, but he was really clever. He blew our heads up. Oh, yeah, that was funny. You know, like mm-hmm. 
the that sticks. That was funny. The big heads. Yeah, the big yeah. heads with sticks. That was so. funny. Now, Littles, if you're interested in this whole jumping the shark thing. Yeah. Okay. Might I suggest the podcast, it's called Literally with Rob Lowe. That's one. It depends on the guest. Yeah, okay? right. But on June 1st, he did a reboot of the Henry Winkler episode, which is fantastic. Mm. Now, it was before, so I'm sure you could just search it. But if you just go to his, it, I looked it up. It re-aired on June 1st. That was the first time I'd heard it was this past June 1st. Okay. So I guess he had him on before I started listening to his yeah. podcast. And it was fantastic. And he talks all about that episode, <laughs> about what he did himself, what the stunt double did, uh-huh. all that kind cool. of stuff. So. Cool. All right, Roxy. Now, we have a couple more. Now, this is, it's so funny. The other day on The Big Show... Tony was going on and on about how long the emails were, okay? Yeah, I I think people are writing us, and now we're reading them, so they're now sending them over to him, and ours are always long. I mean, I'm looking at this, and I feel a little intimidated, but here goes nothing. From Greg Sheramita, episode 154, Sir Chuckles and Lady Roxy, great interview of Sansy. Listening to today's episode, when you were talking about getting involved with the different parts of a job, so you had an idea of what everyone was doing and picking up skills for the future. This reminded me of the time, the difference between a fairy tale and sea story is a fairy tale begins once upon a time, a sea story begins, this ain't no shit. I had a luxurious five-month cruise aboard a Navy cruiser, third largest type of ship in the Navy. We were in transit from Subic Bay, Philippines, through the Indian Ocean, up to Straits of Hormuz, Hormuz, near Iran. Being a Russian linguist, there wasn't a whole lot to do along the way, so I went up to the quartermaster's shack, the space for the navigator, and learned how to do celestial navigation, using the stars to plot your position, and working with the signalmen, learning about the flags and pendants, and flashing light. I learned enough that I could cover while someone had went to run and get chow or make a head call. My famous sports moment was when Notre Dame played USC in the L.A. Coliseum in December 1972. I was a junior in high school and my friend was at a fraternity at SC. They sold booze cones outside the stadium and had the opportunity to sit in the card section. You had a stack of cards under your seat, and when told, you would put up a particular card, and it would spell out or be part of a picture. Oh, that's cool. What was memorable about this game is that Anthony Davis, tailback, scored six touchdowns against ND, Notre Dame. His fullback was Sam Bam Cunningham. Anyway, lastly, when you told Sansy the positives of playing the guitar, I immediately thought of Animal House, where the guy, Stephen Bishop, is playing the guitar on the stairs, and... Blatarsky, John Volushi for Roxy, <laughs> came down the steps, grabbed the guitar, and smashed it into a thousand pieces. Sorry for this epoch, as opposed to epic, email. Greg yeah. Sheramita, episode 154. Holy yep. wow. Right? Holy wow. Well, and you realize now why I made you read that one, because <laughs> I ain't pronouncing that I know, stuff. you're going to have a good editing time. All right. <laughs> Then we heard for Tony Beast in episode nine. Hey, Chuck and Roxy. On the last episode, you mentioned the different combination of family members that you've had on, and I believe you haven't had a father-son combination yet. Well, if you'd be ever be interested, may I suggest Mr. Paul Beeson. Ah. Paul and his amazing wife, Jen, are PB and J. Get it? Cute. I am biased, but I think the world of them. 
Paul is a long-distance runner who ran the last race of his high school career on a broken leg. Whoa. He now runs marathons and is a Boston qualifier, oh. meaning his run times make him eligible to run in the Boston Marathon, which he hopes to do in 2024. Nice. Jen is on the board of directors of the local chapter of Boys and Girls Clubs of Cincinnati and is in marketing where she works for a startup company that provides medical devices to help patients manage medical conditions. Together, they got engaged on July 31st, 2019, got married in a pop-up ceremony during COVID on July 31st, 2020, mm-hmm. held their delayed wedding reception on July 31st, 2021. This sounds very similar, very Roxy. Familiar. Then saved up their money and went on their honeymoon. Oh, not like us. No. In late July 2022. Okay. While on a cruise, they mistakenly disembarked and found themselves in the country of Turkey without realizing it. Mm-hmm. Ask Paul how he avoided spending time in a Turkish prison. Roxy would be gratified to learn that Paul and Jen enjoy salsa dancing as a couple. Can we go back for a second? <laughs> How do you disembark right, without knowing? First, first things first. Is Paula a little? I mean, that's right. kind of what. That's the yeah, key. That's the key. Also, what is his shoe of choice? No, we don't need to know uh, that. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'd still like to know how he got. Wait, how did they mistakenly disembark? What did they just pull over in Turkey and they thought, oh, it we're was time in. to get out? I don't know. That's so interesting. I need to know more. Yeah, that. Yeah, we might need to get in touch. There's a P.S. Yes. It says, your question about chat GPT in a recent episode has me thinking even further. He says, Casablanca Part 2 has never been made. See below. I looked it up. This, this is where the, the internet is amazing. Yeah. Not when you're trying to get results from your doctor. Yeah. But like, <laughs> he says, so it's this whole thing. It's just never happened. But now we live in a time of which technology is making it more and more intriguingly possible for those in favor of the human race. It's actually rather chilling. Here's how you could do it. And he goes on and on. It's a long email. But, I mean, about how you can just do it. It's, I don't know, how they can just have the whole script written out for you. Yeah. It just really blows my mind. Yeah. How they, yeah. And he actually said, I, I would be in shock if it isn't already in the works. Huh. It probably is, especially because of the writer's strike. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So, speaking of, maybe we'll have to, I'll, maybe I'll have to go back and re-listen to his episode. Maybe he did talk about his son being a little. Maybe. I'm not sure. But speaking of going to past episodes, we've been hearing a lot from Brian Moeller, okay? We have. And, mm-hmm. of course, and he said, one of his messages to us was, he's like, I'm sure you're doing your due diligence and re-listening to my episode <laughs> to remember who the heck I am. Uh-huh. Okay, because that's who we're going to go hang out with yes. for Summer of Littles. We should also listen to Alex Cobb's yeah. episode. Yeah. I think he's going to be there as oh, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's one of the co-hosts. Yeah. Okay. But the funny thing is, Roxy, so much came up. We, we're going to have to start doing this in regards. Ready? A. I have a Indochino gift card. Where did that go? I don't know. You got it for me for my birthday. We talked about it on that episode. It's a paper, I think. Well, I don't think it's an actual I have card. No, we got to find that. It's an e It's a $100 gift card to Indochino. Yeah. I have no idea where it's it is. It's in your email if you didn't delete it. Uh, I probably do have the email somewhere, but we got to use it. I, this is the one thing I hate about gift cards. That's a whole other episode, but... <laughs> No, because you forget about them or whatever. They expire or they Mm -hmm. lessen or something Mm -hmm. like that. That's a track. But also, are you ready? Are you sitting down, Roxy? Yes. Brian's an under. So I already, I already emailed them. I said, I can't wait oh, to check Todd yes. your ass when I get there. I can't That's wait. That's the best news Stop ever. It. Stop it. Oh, my but gosh. But his wife, who I'm going to be hanging out with, apparently, an she's an over. Yes. That's so fine. That's okay. That's All right. okay. So I told him, I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to adore your wife, and I can't wait to check Todd your ass, is what I said <laughs> in, the, in the text. So anyway. All right. Last but not least, he says, <laughs> what? All right. So last but not least, we hear from Brad Phillips, episode 184. It says, yeah. So now at the end of any podcast, I expect to hear Roxy say, Bye. 
and am always slightly disappointed when it doesn't happen, even though I know it's not going to be there. Should I sell my buy? Whoa. I and then get like some money. Did so you just sell you my buy? That's what it sounds <laughs> like. I said my buy. <laughs> it says, yep, I know I'm weird, but oh well. <laughs> Wait, maybe I can make some money off of that. You're maybe pay for our honeymoon. Here. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah, hey. this way every podcast can have it and Brad <laughs> Phillips can be happy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could certainly and try And I could be it. happy because then I could I have don't think it's going to happen, Roxy, but you things. could try. You could try. <laughs> but anyway, that's all the time we have. We have to get to the ball field. Yes. Hopefully kick Hamilton's butt. Yes, We're a little short, but the, hopefully know, we'll have enough Chuck's players. Chuck's going to stick me in the outfield. I might have to because we're pretty short. Everyone is. I'm a little worried. We and should dominate them. balls are them, flying all over the place, and that's what she said. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to get to the airport, <laughs> and we're going to get to Summer of Littles, where yeah. you all should be. There's still time. Go to summeroflittles.com, reserve. It, you know, we went through this last time. Is It's not really reserving. It's, R- it's just RSVP. It's just RSVPing. Just RSVP. I'm sorry, Bob Walsh. I do that every freaking year now, and I it make it sound like, oh, you have to reserve. No, no, no. And you could just show up. Yeah, you could but just show if, up. if you RSVP, it helps the... Hosts know, mm-hmm. so they can get the table size and how yeah, many, sure. you know, how many ta- you know, you yeah. know, that kind of. But thing. also too, just show up. Just it's show fine. Up. Yeah, yeah. But be somewhere. Be there. Be square. There is the virtual. Yep. For those who don't have that option, acceptable. or there's nothing close by and stuff like that. Right. So make sure you do that. Worst case scenario. Yes. So all right, I think we've covered everything. I think we have. I'm sure we've missed something, but it's we okay. have to get out of here. We do. Because we have to get to the airport, ball fields, all that stuff. So <laughs> Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need to know and have is right over there. And remember, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, all that stuff, make sure you do go over there and give us a nice rate and review. It does help. Yes, I know it we does. say it a lot, but it does help. Mm-hmm. So, And Roxy, if you need a book. Go to aaronsbooks.com. And don't forget, for 15% off, Use our code in the comments section, okay? In the comments section. At checkout. At checkout, and then he'll take it off the bill. It's a little different from this other one, which is modernselfcare.us. Modernselfcare.us. You get 20% off. Yes. I believe almost. A session with Amanda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything on the website, I believe she said. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing about all this is you must, must, must use the code. Bye. Oh, that's really cool. On the fence So many ideas So hard to decide Sometimes we think A little too much What we say Words just collide Just keep sitting on the fence Too many things We can't sort out We can't come To a quick conclusion Sometimes we discuss Adds more confusion On the fence Why the suspense We can't make decision We don't know need a reason Why we stay on the fence 
thoughts are scrambled But talk around And add more questions Nothing is clear Have more discussions Just can't stay On the fence Just can't decide
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, you're a little? Oh, yeah.